This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. This is your call to action. Get prepared, America. Economy, survival, energy, disasters. This is USAprepares.com. Informative radio, educational radio. Interact now by emailing instructor at USAprepares.com or text at 434-390-7953. Class, please take your seats. Now, your instructor, Vincent Finelli. <laughs> Everyone all set, cocked, locked. Here we go. Your dial is set correctly to USA Prepares, hour number two. Thank you for being in class with us. Bert, welcome. Hey, Vince. Glad to be here and uh, on this uh, chilly winter day. And, uh, you know, it's okay out here, but I guess they're complaining about the weather back east and uh vince i remember when it was no big deal when it got cold i mean i can remember when it didn't get above zero during the day where uh we went to school and uh well i don't know i guess uh (laughs) you could jump out you could jump out uh, you know the window second story window into the snow and everything be okay oh yeah 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 and and you know almost didn't mind at that it was really cold yeah but Vince, uh, I remember. Uh, cold, yeah, I remember wearing waffle stompers and vibram, uh, vibram, you know, uh, leather leather boots, lace up boots, and they had like a waffle pattern on the bottom. We have to call, we used to call them waffle stompers, and you needed them. I mean, if you wanted to walk uh, to class, uh, uh, you needed them. And Bert, we we used to walk, um, oh, probably a thousand feet. From housing to classes, up 110 stairs, down 110 stairs, many times a day. Yeah, in, in the cold, zero in temperatures. The snow. Yeah, yeah, in the rain. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, I Bert, I, I got an email from Kyle. I just, I just want to share this with the class. Sure. Kyle just sent me an email. He, uh, USA Preparation Instructor, lives in Montana. It said now minus 21 degrees. Minus 21. Got an email from um, another instructor in Springfield. And uh, this email came from her company. And it said, um, this, this weekend and early next weekend, minus 15 to minus 20 wind chill here in Missouri. So, yeah, it's really cold. It's brutal on the cows. Last night we had a massive hailstorm. They're spraying chemicals in the sky like I've never seen yesterday to make sure that we are pummeled with the worst weather you can imagine. And it's coming. And it's coming. The temperatures are dropping, and it's brutal on the animals. I think people are going to end up dying. Animals are going to end up dying who are out, that are outside. It's awful, and it's not necessary. Back to you. Well, Vince, uh, speaking of cold, uh, something we've covered a lot, there's a freeze hitting the EV industry. Vince, uh, well, for those who are looking for an EV, there's going to be a sale because Hertz is going to be auctioning off 20,000 
EVs from its U.S. fleet, Vince, that's about one-third of their total global fleet of rental electric vehicles. And, uh, Vince, could you have seen this coming, that when people fly into an airport and they rent a vehicle, they don't really want to worry about where they're going to have to drive to charge it? Did that uh, Robert, hurt you? You know that you, you know that I don't. You know that I don't fly, so it doesn't really affect me directly. However, it affects people who are trying to uh, uh, transact uh, commerce. You know, flying here and flying there, and meeting with people and selling and picking up and uh, products, you know, small products. Yeah, it, it affects them. And I've never rented a vehicle in my entire life. I've never rented oh, one. Wow. Never wanted to. Never. No, I've never wanted to rent a vehicle. I only, Bert, I'm a preparedness-minded guy. I want to make sure that uh, if, if, if I get in a vehicle, I know the condition of that vehicle, which really means yeah. I'm going to get in my own vehicle, which really means I'm going to drive. Okay, So I, there have been times when people have said, uh, yeah, why don't you just hop in the car with me? I go, no, I'll follow you. Or you follow well, me. Yeah, it's kind of tough, though, if you take a vacation to Florida or especially to Hawaii, you know, I go to Maui often and pretty much have to rent a car to get around. I mean, there are some shuttles if you're going to stay, you know, close to a couple of different places, but uh, you pretty much have to. And, uh, by the way, those prices went through the roof during COVID, and they still have not come back anywhere close to what they were. But uh, this was a big deal on Hertz because they actually had to file a report with the SEC because it was a significant financial event, and they're going to be selling twenty thousand EVs at, at if if you ever, you know you you follow car business, you know uh, the way the rental companies do it is they just put them up for auction. Sometimes you can get a good car that way. I, I would say you get a good price. I don't know if you get a good car, Vince, because they're kind of beat uh, you know what a lot of these vehicles, and they wouldn't be auctioning them if they thought. They were going to be reliable, so well, let's see if, not let's recommending see, let's see anyone we, in class do it. But. Let's see if we got this right. So a guy rents a, a car and he says, y'all got any Mustangs or Camaros or Chargers? You know, one with big V8? And then what do they do in them? Do they say, well, you know, I'm going to take it easy because the next guy, you know, I want to make sure it's in good condition for the next guy? Or do they burn rubber, you know, peel out and erase them? I think they do the... Uh, the racing and the peeling out and the burning rubber. I think that's what happens because what, they don't have one. They wouldn't rent a Mustang if they had one. They'd rent something else. Yeah. Well, I, I will tell you that in Hawaii, uh, Mustang convertibles are often rented, and that's just so people can, you know, drive around with the top down in the nice weather. And I, you know, that's maybe the exception. I do not see them racing around there, but uh, they also probably keep them in the fleet a lot longer. So. Um, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to get for the, what prices they're going to fetch because the EV market, as you know, Vince, it's already saturated and put two, 20,000 EVs up for auction. They're not going to get very much. That's great. I love it. I love it. I hope, I hope Hertz feels the financial pain of the folly of this mistake. And I hope they look at the accountants and the guys who made these purchases and said, you know what? We had to sell a third of our fleet. You're a moron. Oh, by the way, you're fired. I hope that all happens. And I hope it, I hope it happens um, 
I hope the board of directors looks at the top management and says, what a bunch of idiots you are. You know, you conned us into rubber stamping this purchase, and it was folly. It makes no sense. And then, and then the customers who would be buying these used electric vehicles, they are facing replacing the battery bank way sooner than Hertz would have faced replacing the battery bank because the vehicles are used, and there's more hours on those batteries. And that means that, well, Bert, aren't we talking like somewhere 10, 12, 20,000 or more dollars to replace the, well, you, you lift the car off the battery bank, right? Because the yeah, battery okay. bank is like the floor of the car, front to back, right? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a major deal. It, the, the price varies, Vince. I've heard all different prices and uh, it's something I've never had to do because you know, I've had a few EVs, but I, anticipating that technology was going to be changing rapidly and also price was going to be declining rapidly, I uh, I never kept any of my leased cars. You would just hand them the keys. It's, uh, you know, not recommending that for everybody, but uh, in the case of EVs, it made a lot of sense because you could just turn it in. It was, your buyout value wasn't above market it was below market and so bird here's here's, here's here's an interesting situation well let's just compare uh we have a customer's vehicle here the customer needs an engine the customer blew the engine but it's a nice relatively new uh vehicle it's a van it's a big van and all it needs is an engine and we're trying to find one for let's say a thousand dollars and it'll cost about $1,000 to take the old one out, put the new one in. There are a lot of things, a lot of plumbing involved, you know, air conditioning hoses and compressor and a whole bunch of electronics have to be disconnected. You have to take the front of the van off to get the engine out. I mean, it's a big job. So $1,000 labor, $1,000 for a used engine if we can find one. So I don't want to tell the customer, you're looking at $2,000. $2,000, I'll bet you you couldn't find a single swap for any electric vehicle to pull out the battery bank, bank for $2,000. I'll bet, I'll bet you it's five times that much minimum. Yeah. Um, don't have the data, Vince, but uh, that's probably about right. Mm-hmm. Right. Bert, this is, this is a really big deal, and um, Hertz is putting a black mark on the electric vehicle industry by saying they give up. That's what this means. That's really what this means. And Bert, and so why, why is Hertz doing it? What, what it went into the reasons? Was it the, the cost of keeping them on the road? Was it the cost of what happens if they have a little tiny old little fender bender, which is not a little tiny thing with an EV? It's like twice the cost is that what what is what went into this decision hard to say vince i i think uh maybe some of the people met well they're just misinformed they you know there's this thing vince and we've talked about it before in class and the other instructors that somehow people that get into government think they know better and think they can uh be wiser and and change the way we do things. And Vince, in my opinion, over and over again, the market 
proves itself the most accurate. You know, if you want to find out the odds of a football game or who's going to win an election, look at the betting odds where they allow the betting in in, uh, London or Las Vegas. And that's a free market. People are putting up their money and making those bets. And it's the same thing. It's no different with purchasing automobiles. And you have to look at the market. Yet somehow uh, the people in power that uh, both in the legislature and more than more than that, the bureaucrats that are in the EPA and, and Department of Transportation, they, they think they know better. And the funny thing, Vince, is, and we've covered this many times, EVs aren't really better for the environment. Now, I do appreciate the higher efficiency of the electric engine that are, that's in an EV, and that means a lot. But you have to look at the whole supply chain, from the mining of the elements to all the way to the fact we don't know how to dispose of most of the components in, in the EV, the, uh, you know, importantly, the batteries, and uh, also, to a lesser extent, some of the, the uh, other materials that are involved. So it, it's, uh, it's just funny how the government thinks they know better, and if you just listen to the market, it's usually saying the best thing. You know, if, the, if EVs made a lot of sense economically, they would be priced lower, and people would maybe be buying more of them, uh, despite the fact that the range is more limited. So that, that's my explanation, Vince, but uh, you might have a slightly different one. Well, I, I've got a question. I've got a question. And think, please think about this during the uh, our first commercial break of hour number two. So with the range meter on the dashboard telling you how far you can go, let's say you had a full charge. And let's say you were visiting Kyle and you had a full charge and you were going to go half the range that it said on the dashboard, would you venture out at minus 21 degrees? That's the question. It's obvious. The unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. You should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from wallofire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Wallofire.com. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. 
I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers. There's only four days worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. Pencils, paper, notebooks, iPads. Class is now in session. USAprepares.com. Educational radio. Set your memory to high power. Your USAprepares.com instructor, Vincent Finelli, at the controls. I'm delighted to be broadcasting with my very dear and close friend, Bert. Bert Bertonis. He's in California. He's an electrical engineer. He's a patent holder. He's a designer. He's a consultant uh, for large, large companies. And he's a CEO of one right now, and he's been the CEO of many. And Bert, so here's a question. And, and I consider you an expert in this field of electric vehicles because you've, you've had more than one. And um, adding to that, your you know, electrical engineering and electronic engineering background. So you've been in the driver's seat of one, and you've probably been in the passenger seat as well. So here's the question. Minus 21 degrees in uh, Fahrenheit in Montana right now where Kyle lives. So let's say you're visiting Kyle. You're, you know, instructors, two instructors visiting. And uh, you have an electric vehicle with you. I mean, that, that happens. Let, let's, this is a hypothetical situation. So it's minus 21 and you have an electric vehicle. What would the range, if you, if, if you were able to charge it and you were going to venture out, what would the range of an electric vehicle say that you could go bef- you know, with a full charge? What would that be? Well, uh, you mean in a percent of what it was no, no, in normal no. circumstances? Because, no, because no. They, you have different size battery packs. Well, I'm saying if you had a typical electric vehicle, just put yourself in a typical one, yeah. maybe not yeah. yours, but, you know, let's say a Tesla okay. or, or some other, what would the range you would expect to, well, you know, fully charged, yeah. you turn on the, yeah. you, you know, you start up, you say, okay, I've got X number of miles full charge. How many miles would yeah. that be? Okay, let's say the average EV is 200 miles. We're okay. looking at 100 or less. And I'll give you one caveat, though, Vince, this is probably not obvious. The battery actually has to be heated up when you're driving in that temperature because it won't work very well. But if you actually just finish charging your car, 
the battery heats up during charging. That's just, you know, normal inefficiencies of the charging process. In fact, if you listen carefully, in most EVs, in fact, all EVs, when they're charging, there's antifreeze. You, you think, you know, Bert, there can't be antifreeze in an all-electric vehicle. But actually, there is, and it cycles through the battery to keep it from overheating when you're charging. And you can hear that in a lot of cars if you listen carefully. It'll cycle on when the temperature goes above a certain point. So actually, if you just finish charging your car, you kind of start out with a hot battery. That's an advantage in those temperatures. But real rough fence, I'm going to say that it's uh, your 200-mile normal range is going to be 100. Now, if you're running the heater a lot because you don't want to, you know, drive in a little bit reduced temperature, it might be you might be looking at a third, you know, maybe 60 or 70 miles instead of the 200. And uh, you, you can read a lot of car reviews, and you'll see exactly people saying that, that, uh, you know, they were driving the car on a test to see across country, whatever, in the winter. And, man, I, I only got 50 miles, and all of a sudden I needed a charge. And I was on Highway 80 in the middle of nowhere tr- looking for a uh, charge point station to charge up, and uh, it was kind of scary. And you'll see a lot of stories like that. Well, that is exactly where I was going, because today, right this moment, it's minus 21 where Kyle lives in Montana. And so the, the scenario that I envisioned in my mind was this, this is a, a possibility, cold weather, electric vehicle. So um, you're, you're in the driver's seat. It says you've got a range of 200 miles, but you know from experience it's more like 100 miles. Now the question is, let's say you had, I was going to say, let's say you're going to go half that distance of half the 200 miles, would you venture out in minus 21 degree temperature? And I have a feeling the answer is, well, why don't you tell us what the answer is? Would you? Would you venture out for a 100-mile um, trip in an electric vehicle at minus 21 degrees? Well, would you uh, one, it, it would depend where, where I am. No, no, you're, 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 you're Kyle's house. You're Kyle's yeah. house, minus 21. Yeah. Uh, well, Vince, the answer is I, I take the other vehicle. Right. One that has gasoline or diesel. Yeah, and, and the, reason, the reason I asked, Bert, th- this is a real-life situation. Where electric vehicles, people people are thinking that they're going to get the range that they claim you get when you buy it. But when you add in the environmental factors, like cold weather, heating the battery, heating the car, so you don't freeze in minus 21 degrees. And then the extra friction of the rubber, which doesn't want to flex when the tire patch hits the road. And then all the other um, cold... Um, increased friction devices put all that together and you're going to get stranded especially in the middle of nowhere in montana have you ever watched a video on the internet and found yourself waiting for the skip the ad button the reason this takes a few seconds is because the video delivery companies get to collect impression commission and the viewer never sees the advertisement the company still pays full price to run the ad does this sound like a scam to you Is there any wonder why Internet ads are so ineffective? For over 100 years, radio has been a proven source for companies' messages. 
Radio listeners are engaged and want to support the companies that sponsor the shows they're so passionate about. Simple companies like window treatments, security, pillow companies, and more have been able to break away from the big box stores, building multi-million dollar businesses. Find out what radio can do for your business. Call 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. The Pentagon's Inspector General being tasked now to look back over how the Defense Department handled Secretary Lloyd Austin's recent hospitalization. Pentagon spokesman Pat Ryder says whether the DOD's policies and procedures are sufficient to ensure timely and appropriate notifications and the effective transition of authorities as may be warranted. President Biden and other top officials did not learn of Austin's hospitalization for prostate cancer until days after the fact. In Congress, many House conservatives are saying not so fast to an earlier announced spending deal. Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says there is still much work to do to avert at least a partial government shutdown. I am taking the first procedural step for the Senate to pass a temporary extension of government funding so the government does not shut down. Schumer and new Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson had announced last Sunday that they had arrived at an agreement on spending. This is your Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpus muscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control. And priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana and vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk... They hear you.
Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946. This can be sliding. What are today's hot? When you go to the DC, for two seconds during the Class is back in session. Turn up the volume. USAPrepares.com with the original survival economist, Vincent Finelli. Starts with us, and I know we're not going to get through the syllabus today, but I do have a five-minute university tip that I'm going to be able to teach you in one minute. So I just had a, uh, a chat with Bam, and uh, we have a neighbor who can't feed their cows because they have a problem with their tractor. It doesn't work. It's freezing cold. So the tractor doesn't work, so we're going to feed their cows. But we have diesel tractors. And because of that, diesel fuel gels up at uh, the temperatures we're going to experience. So what do you do? Well, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'll tell you what I do. Uh, I advise Bam to take uh, four ounces of gasoline and add it to a fuel can and then put five gallons of diesel in it. And then the pouring the diesel into the can will mix the gasoline with the diesel and it will lower the point at which f- diesel fuel gels. It'll lower it. And so diesel fuel will flow better with gasoline mixed, but just a small amount and it will blow the diesel engine. It's a risky proposition. Don't do it. But that's what we're doing because we absolutely positively have to have our diesel engines working to feed the cows or they'll die. And if we don't do it, our neighbor's cows will die. So that's what we're doing for the two tractors that we use to feed the the cows at this time of the year. So you can look it up, class. Don't believe a word I say. Do your own um, investigation. Make up your own mind. Make up your own decision. But if you... Do venture into this. Do not add too much gasoline. You'll blow the engine. Okay, So we're only adding four ounces of gasoline to, let's say, roughly uh, 10 to 15 gallons of diesel fuel. Bert, back to you. Yeah, Vince, could you also use naphtha for that? That's basically barbecue lighter fluid. Uh, I have never experimented with that, but the, there are a couple issues. One is lubricity, because the diesel fuel injection pump, the high-pressure pump, needs lubricity. Otherwise, you'll blow the pump that pressurizes the diesel fuel through the diesel injectors. So what we do is, and gasoline doesn't have any lubricity either. Some people use kerosene. That doesn't have any lubricity either, uh, or very much. So some people use kerosene. That's fine. Uh, in this example, small amount, like four ounces per you know, 
10 gallons of uh, diesel fuel. Um, I imagine I imagine you might be able to use traditional um, barbecue lighter fluid. Yeah, I imagine you could, but I have not... I have not done the research, and I have not tried it. But I have mixed automatic transmission fluid to clean the fuel injectors. You know, throw a, a quart of ATF in with, um, you know, full tank of diesel fuel in a tractor. I've done that, and it works fine. And uh, But there's lubricity in that. But the idea is to keep the diesel fuel from gelling at low temperatures. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, class, if you've ever had French fry oil, you know, cook French fries and you save the oil for the next time, you put it in a, uh, in a, in a bottle in the refrigerator, and then you look at the French fry oil, you know, after it's been refrigerated, it gets cloudy and it gets thick and it's gloppy. That's exactly the problem we're talking about. That's the gelling uh, effect of the cold weather on diesel fuel. And if it if it gels too much, you can't pump it. You can't get it through the uh, the lines under the you know that are outside of a tractor or under a, a diesel truck. So what you have to do is thin it out or prevent it from gelling. There, there are additives, that, you know, to uh, to do that. But you know, it's like t- ten dollars a quart versus uh, gasoline, which is maybe uh, seventy five cents a quart. So. But don't use too much, like four ounces. Back to you. Vince, uh, there was an article we were going to discuss today. It's titled, Americans Plan to Replace Gas Guzzlers with Electric Vehicles. Plan was doomed from the start. That was the title of the article. It was in MSN.com. And, Vince, they took the article down. So uh, I don't have it to discuss. Interesting how uh, that uh, site literally... I guess it didn't go with the narrative of the network or something. They completely removed that uh, hosting from their news site. Oh, but we see, do know. Right. Hey, I'm go going ahead. there right now. Uh, okay. MSN.com. And it says, oh, it switched to... Palestinians and genocide. It switched that, but you're absolutely right. It said the site no longer exists. Yeah. That's what happened. This page, oh, this page no longer exists, and it redirected me to something else that they wanted me to read. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But, uh, Vince, I mean, we've discussed it before. The automakers overestimated the EV demand. Now, we are at a peak. Vince, I'll, I'll throw it out to you. For, for yourself and class, take a guess of what you think the EV share is currently in the United States percent of new vehicle sales. And I'll give you a hint. It is the highest it's ever been. But take a guess of what you think that number is. Of well, my, my understanding is, my understanding is uh, Tesla is the number one selling vehicle in California. Uh, I'm not sure about that. It's certainly the number one selling EV. But um, what do you think the overall share of EVs are in the United States for new vehicle sales? If it's greater than one one millionth of a percent, it's too high. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's higher. It, it is the all-time high. It's 10%, Vince. 10% of all new I can't believe vehicles. 
I I can't believe it because with that scenario that you and I just discussed, and I believe I heard you say that you would not take an electric vehicle a hundred miles, even though the range o meter on the dashboard of a fully charged one said two hundred miles. You wouldn't take that for a drive in t- minus twenty one degree weather in in Kyle's neighborhood, yeah. and neither would I. I wouldn't venture out ten miles in it. Well. I think I can tell you part of the reason. Part of the reason was the manufacturers were ramping up production. At the same time, there had been a shortage of cars, you know, for two years after COVID. Uh, car demand came back, and the manufacturers uh, hadn't been ready to respond to it. I can tell you, two years ago, if you drove to a car dealer anywhere around this part of California, and I think it was true in most metropolitan areas, all they had were used cars in the lots. If a new car came in, they it was already accounted for and sold, typically way over sticker price. So there was a shortage of cars. So then when EVs started coming out of the factories, uh, they became available. There's tax incentives, and people could get them right away, whereas some of the other cars you couldn't. Now, that's all changed. Right now, everything's more or less in equilibrium, and the production of typical uh, you know, regular gas-burning cars is, uh, you know, demand has is there, and, and they're selling well, but the EVs are stalled out. So I actually think this might be a ceiling, but, you know, time will tell. But Vincent just, you know, as we speak, by the end of 2023, it hit 10%. So, Bert, years ago, Volkswagen decided uh, they were going to, they were going to take uh, out of production the Volkswagen Bug. I'm talking about the air-cooled Bug that a lot of people love because it was, you know, it was a great little city uh, vehicle because you could commute to work in it, you know, in the city. It's small. It turned on a dime. It used very little fuel. It hardly ever broke. It, well, it didn't have anything fancy. Crank up windows, um, you know, manual transmission, and they had an automatic stick shift later. But it was relatively problem-free. So Volkswagen decided that uh, that's it, that's it, we're going to kill this thing. And they came out with the Golf and the Jetta and, you know, a a, a liquid-cooled version of an automobile. And then people said, we want the bug. We want the bug. And this this was, at the the end, maybe a $3,000, $2,800 vehicle, brand new. So their customers said, bring back the bug. And Volkswagen said, and I'm paraphrasing, well, we don't have the tooling. We destroyed the tooling, and it will. If we bring it back, it'll cost sixty thousand to sell a new one that used to sell for twenty eight hundred to three thousand dollars a couple of years before. So, in that line of thinking, let's extrapolate that out to the internal combustion engine. Ford Ford isn't making cars, right? They make the Mustang and they make pickup trucks, right? Isn't that what they make? Yeah. In terms of uh, Mustang, internal combustion engines, is the um I, I believe the, the regular Mustang is the only, you know, what do you want to call it, normal car that they make. And some it's, people yeah. call it a sport yeah, car. Reasonable, Mustang is usable. It. Yeah. Okay. So they, make, so they don't have a passenger car. They don't make four-door sedans anymore, right? Isn't that no. the truth? No. Well, well they, they do make the Mustang Mach-E, which is different than the regular Mustang. It's a crossover SUV. It's actually a nice car, but yeah. uh, Vince, it's a total EV. 
You know, what, what I'm saying, Bert, is Ford no longer makes uh, a four-door sedan. Is that right? That's correct, Vince. It, it, in the United States, at okay. least, and some other parts right. of the world, right. they so, have, uh, okay. they're, they're building them. So, so he, here's the point. So they've taken out of production cars, but they have yeah. in production trucks and yes. Mustangs. Yep. All right. That being the case, if people said, you know, can, can you bring back the car? It would cost a fortune to retool and build cars. It costs way more than when they stop selling four-door passenger cars. And all the other manufacturers are going to have exactly the same problem. They're going to lose the talent because, heck, we don't need those engineers to make cars anymore because we make EVs. You know, I'm talking about internal combustion engine cars. So when they take them out of production, the people who had the skills to make them go away. And then to yeah. bring them back is, is a major engineering feat in order to pull that off again. Because yeah. automobile manufacturing is not revolutionary, it's evolutionary. They, yeah. they make a vehicle and they say, you know what, we can tweak it. We can make it a little better next year or the year after. And they tweak it well, a little bit and tweak it. And they've been tweaking it for 100 years. Yeah. Well, well, Vince, it wasn't even so much about EVs. They just decided literally to stop making cars, whether it's EVs or internal combustion engine. I, we call them ICE cars. They don't make either one of them. And, and uh, so that, that was, uh, it wasn't so much an EV decision. They just decided the automobile market had enough competitors that they weren't going to compete in anymore, as you said, aside from the Mustang. So, right, so uh, let's, it, you know, let's, let's look it, at it's this. all cars. That they don't make any passenger cars, period, except for the Mustang. Okay. So, so now let's look at this. So let's say uh, a car is in a crash, yeah, a small one, and it needs a front left quarter panel, or it needs the mirror. What incentive does Ford Motor Company have to keep producing and stamping out that sheet metal for replacement car parts. Yeah, they probably Virtually don't none. Yeah. can go to the junkyard, I suppose. Until they run out. Yeah. Until they run out. Yeah, and then your car goes to the junkyard, so then there's a new supply of the panels that weren't crashed in. This, this is a really big deal, Bert, because what I'm finding out in lots of different products. Oh, no, that, we don't make that anymore. Like 10-year-old Mercedes, 15-year-old Mercedes parts. And when you go to buy a Mercedes, they don't say, listen, use this up before 10 or 15 years because we ain't going to make no more parts. They don't say that. They don't say that. They let you believe that you've got the best car in the world and it's going to last forever. And, it's, and, you, and you can't get parts for them. No kidding. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read one. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious, he almost died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives that were more affordable, he tried Extendivite. Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call 1-877-928-9222. 
888-222-8822 or visit extendovite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers simply because that's what Longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have Longevity. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at teamg'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at teamg'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your Longevity business. Teamg'day.com. Teamg'day.com. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492. 800-509-4492. That's 800-509-4492. Anyone can fall victim to moving fraud. Know your rights and responsibilities. There was never really a valid contract. Movers must always give written estimates. I was bound to an estimate, but it was after the fact. Be sure that any document is complete before signing it, and that it includes information to determine the final charges. It was a version that I had not seen before. Visit protectyourmove.gov to download a free moving fraud prevention guide. Search for registered movers and view their complaint histories. Move with confidence. Only expert guests and seasoned opinions. Instruction that matters. At the controls, Vincent Finelli. Class, uh, Bird has discovered something that's very, very fascinating. 
And uh, I'm just going to read. I have the syllabus for, for Bert's class in front of me. And one of the line items is uh, EV update. And it is an MSM, msn.com link. And in the link, it says, quote, America's plan to replace gas guzzlers with electric electric cars was doomed from the start, end quote. That is what the link says from MSN. That's what they wrote. That link no longer works. Now, why is that? Is it because the White House said, what are you, crazy? We're trying to sell electric cars here, and you guys put that they were doomed from the start? Are you serious? Or was it Elon Musk? Or was it Ford? Or was it Chevrolet? Or was it Chrysler? Stellantis. Was it, who was it? Or was it all of them? But that's the fact. The fact is America's plan to replace gas guzzlers, and that's not even true. They're not, not all vehicles are gas guzzlers. Replace gas cars with electric cars doomed from the start. It was doomed from the start. It was so doomed from the start that the, that the federal government was giving away as much as $7,500 per vehicle to get people to buy these darn things. And then to charge them, to put these charging stations in all 500,000 charging stations Joe wants to put in. If you think about that, that would be like, you know, the government saying, oh, we're going to put in some gas stations so you can all have gasoline and the government paying for it. That's what this is like. And that's not what happened. Gas stations funded their own infrastructure. It wasn't built on the backs of the taxpayers like the electric infrastructure is. Bert, back to you. Yeah, Vince, uh, real quick here. I know we're running out of time. We talk about the complete supply chain for EVs. Well, Vince, they, uh, they're trying to build a gigantic lithium mine in Nevada, and the nearby Fort McDermott Indian Reservation is protesting against it. They're calling it green colonialism, and uh, they say, as far as the environment goes, it's going to be a mess. I'll quote what the people of Red Mountain have said on their website. The water, air, land, our wildlife, plants, and everything in between will all pay the ultimate price for these lithium-powered batteries for electric vehicles, unquote. So they're protesting. Meanwhile, Interior Secretary Deb Hanlon has commented, saying the uh, the mine, quote, feeds the need for our clean energy economy to move forward and is definitely important. The company building the mine is a Canadian company called Lithium Americas. They're in charge of the pro- project. And uh, Vince, uh, well... Daily Caller has uncovered that Lithium Americas has, believe it or not, links to the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, Chinese company Gang Feng apparently owns 10% of Lithium Americas, making it the largest shareholder. And, uh, well, Vince, they're, uh, well, we, we do know that most lithium does come from 
China, and most uh, lithium batteries come from China, it's probably not a bad thing to try and build some of that here if we're going to build it anywhere. But uh, apparently it's just not being able to be done environmentally properly. And uh, Indians don't like it. Native Americans don't like it, Vince. Good, good for them. And by the way, I, I know we, we have an instructor who is a, an American Indian, and he does not mind being called um, an American Indian. He doesn't mind being called an Indian. So I yeah. just want to make that clear. Okay. Um, so, Bert, here's what's happening. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I see is the destruction of the environment permanently to build, to mine lithium, to put it into a, into batteries, and the batteries will last in a vehicle seven to ten years, maybe. Destroying yeah. the environment permanently for a seven to ten year life expectancy battery. Yeah. Is that right? And, yeah, and Vince, we, we shouldn't just be concerned about our environment here. I mean, let's be concerned about the environment in China, too. They, they have a huge pollution problem there, and, uh, you know, it's affecting the lives of the Chinese people as well with the immense pollution that they've undergone as they've tried to build their economy and, and uh, industrialize the country. So it's, it's a problem all over the world, Vince, and we shouldn't just limit it to worrying about ourselves here. I, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested yeah. in the globe because we, we all breathe the Absolutely. same air. We all breathe the same air, class. Uh, if you're not breathing Chinese air today, you will be in by next week. You know, sometime next week, probably the end of the week. Class, uh, I've said this before and I stand on this. It's immutable with me. The point is, big technology is going to kill us. Mark my words. I may not be alive long enough to see it, but big technology is going to kill us. Bert, thank you so much. I'll see you next week, same time, same station. You got it, Ben. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. Tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. 802-341-4535. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535.